Welcome to the Lead in Davis Put a Lid on It podcast. See, I see some smiles. You get the lid thing. You get, yeah, we got it. The lid. You yeah. See what we did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that ruin the intro when I point that out? You think? I don't know. No, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I think that it would be maybe uh, necessary to point it out to some yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For our international audience, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. So with us today is Leslie Bertram. Yeah. Did I say your name right? Does that yeah, sound right? That, okay. is, that is the cr- correct pronunciation. Heidi Short. I'm here. I'm excited. That was, I said it right. You said it right. Yeah. That's I, exactly I've said right. names wrong that I thought there was no other way to say them. Like my last one, I had some. Anyway, I won't say yeah. it. Okay. Uh, David Thal. 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 David Thal. Okay. Gosh, see. I've been calling you Thal for a long time, David. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Most people do. Okay. All right. <laughs> David Thal. That's way better than Thal. Okay. <laughs> To begin, we would like to first administer our Lead in Davis questionnaire. This is a scientifically designed instrument to peer into your souls. So, please. Not intimidating at all. No, no, no not at very all. comfortable. Well, no. so we will, we will start with you, Dave. Oh, excellent. Um, yes. And, and you'll, you'll each get a turn to, to start, but that'll give you a minute to think about it when it's not your turn. So, Dave. If you had to choose one song that would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? That would be my favorite song of all time, which is Pearl Jam Alive. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's quality. Can you sing it? I could, but I will not. We're here, I'm still alive, uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty okay. good. All right, okay. That's um, good. Fantastic yeah. guitar work in there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did hear, Dave, yeah. I thought you were going to do some air guitar for us, yeah. but nope. Just know it's a podcast, so I yeah. am. Dave <laughs> is doing amazing air guitar <laughs> for our listeners. Okay, Leslie, if you had to choose one song, your walk-up music, what would it be? Oh, this is embarrassing. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, nice. Ooh, 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 <laughs> Leslie will sing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that is true. Nice. Yep. It was our theme song at the house when the kids were grumpy growing up. And you know what? Just don't worry. Just be happy. Yeah. Don't worry. Be Bobby McFerrin. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Heidi. Oh, it'd have to be something from Kansas. Uh, dust in the Wind. Oh, yeah. All we are is All dust are. in the wind. All we are is dust, dust in the wind. wind. You're like, Take don't you worry, down. be happy. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. let's be humble. Just, let's just take it down a notch. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, Heidi. Your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Oh, my blue duck. Christmas, three years old, the blue duck, you pulled it, and the uh, yellow legs waddled right behind you. Loved it. Oh, amazing. So it's like a pull toy. A pull toy, And yes. its feet moved when you pull yes, it. Yes, oh, absolutely. A, it's outstanding. They still make those. They okay. do. And they should. I've seen them. <laughs> Leslie. Favorite. My sister gave me a record that was a 78 with the monkeys on it, singing The Last Train to Clarksville. Oh, yeah. And I I had no idea what it was. It just drove me insane. It was wrapped like a 78 under the tree. And when I opened it, it was so thrilling to have my own record that was a 78, that The Last Train to Clarksville. Oh, yeah. It's quality. Okay. So Leslie doesn't have to be forced to sing every time. <laughs> <laughs> I could, <laughs> but I won't. I Wait, we're going to make this probably sing a few more times. Okay. Oh, my favorite gift would have to be I got I Santa didn't bring it. I actually bought it myself, but it was a a bike 
a pedal bike. Sad Christmas. And right I don't know there. if anybody remembers the uh, the movie Rad. Oh yeah, it was the first movie where they were doing like crazy tricks on bicycles. But that was my if friends you and I. Believe in heaven above. Yeah, With the and pets. so I bought I bought this trick bike where you could do all these amazing things on it, and we turned the fence at my elementary school into a half pipe. That's how many times we <gasps> ran into it and went up it. It curved it, and we we would do tricks on that bike. It was wow. called a Skyway Street Scene. It had white mag wheels, and it was gorgeous. Oh, wow. That's amazing. The movie Rad was awesome because the main girl in it, turns out she could ride a bike, except for the stunt rider was definitely a dude with a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was really obvious, and, that movie and they had like I'm romantic like bike riding in that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> like, Rad. Just Watch when, when the movie came out. We're like, oh, other people are doing these things. <laughs> so it's quality. Okay, Leslie, if you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Besides Heidi, because I really like Heidi. Uh, uh, did they have to be dead? It can be anyone from history. <laughs> anyone Gandhi. from, from history. Gandhi. Except he's kind of religious. But Gandhi, well, you know. I think Gandhi would be really oh, interesting. Okay. Change the world. Yeah, he'd have some things to say. Yeah. Incredible. Heidi? Uh, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Oh, he'd be fun, right? Because mm-hmm. he'd have a few drinks in him. Yeah. And he'd, he'd be, he'd be, you know, smoking he'd be zipping and... one-liners. And... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. I just watched a movie about him. Dave? Yeah. I think I would choose Abraham Lincoln. That's better. Just because I don't know that much about him, but the parts that I do, he just fascinates me, right? He's surrounded by political enemies, right? And somehow he still makes it all work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of leadership is what we need right now. Yeah. So. I think I'm coming to dinner with you. You're it all invited. Dresses better than Gandhi, too. <laughs> I should have included in what would you eat, right? Because, you know, Gandhi, I don't know what you're. I don't even it know. Could be, it could be in trouble. You're, 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 you're not having dinner yeah. if you're having Gandhi, right? You're right, Winston. You're right. You're yeah, not. I'd be you're fasting. Prob- yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of dinner, Dave, hamburgers or pizza? That's a tough one. I'd have to go hamburgers. Hamburgers. Asleep. Pizza, because it could be different every night. Mm. Lucky Slice pizza. Lucky uh, Slice. Very specific pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm. The best. Excellent. We're getting closer. We're getting to closer to knowing can, who you I can really are. Feel the <laughs> can focus. Can okay, so you can start to mm-hmm. see my soul I, now. I, I can mm-hmm. see. It. I can okay. see it. Okay. Kansas with lucky slice. <laughs> with a lucky slice. <laughs> okay. And Winston Churchill going. What yeah. are you eating? You know what is that? What is going on? Okay, uh, Heidi. Yes. What advice would you give to your eight-year-old self? Mm, my eight-year-old self. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Hang on. You can do this. There's going to be some rocky moments, but it's all worth it. Dave? I would say to my eight-year-old self that and when you become an adult, reading will become easy finally. <laughs> oh. I, I was a struggling reader, mostly because I just refused to practice. So as an adult, I practiced a little more, and suddenly it became easy. Awesome. Leslie? I would say Go for it, girl. Everything will work out. Go for your dreams. You'll get them. Wonderful. Leslie, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? A full-time grandma. <laughs> I, I have some stiff grandma competition out there. I'm going to tell you. I have, whoa. They like have the play gyms. They take them on the trips. 
it, it takes some serious time and effort to be the favorite grandma. And I'm kind of bowing out for now so that I can be the grandma at school. Okay. But are you scheming and planning for a comeback? Is there? Is oh, there, yeah, the comeback. Okay, is okay. Just, it's going to be incredible. It's a ways away, but it's... It's over the mountain. Okay. You've got okay. a pool. <laughs> a <laughs> pony it. in the pool. There's, there's nothing I won't do. <laughs> okay, Dave, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? Well, my lifelong dream was to be a major league baseball player, but they're already locked out. So You I sound I, like I, a major league baseball yeah, player on do. this mic. You do. It's, That's who I thought you, you have were. The lucky beard of a major it's league the abs. baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Um, yeah. No, that was always my dream. Uh, was to play baseball, and that's actually, I grew up in the East, and I came out here to go, sorry, to play baseball, but also go to school. There was that aspect as well, oh, yeah, and, and I never left, so here I am. Awesome. Heidi? I would love to write, be a writer on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a riot. She can make epics. And I think that you'd be good funny. at that. Huh. I would love that. The funniest, the most I've laughed is... At school was when Heidi presented ethics training. <laughs> awesome. One of my daughters said something kind of profound. Uh, she, we were talking about humor is really important to me, um, and I hadn't thought of it this way. She said humor is the highest sign of intelligence. Exactly. I thought. I thought. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> good. Good. Glad we got that out. <laughs> okay. Of the way. Perfect. Uh, interesting. Okay, Heidi, your house is on fire. Everyone is safe, and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? My house is so old. <laughs> Let it burn. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. I, I cannot think of one thing. If everybody's out safe, there's a picture of my father-in-law that I think that I would grab on the way out. That's it. That's sweet. Which is kind of weird when you say it like that, right? My father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> I want his picture. Yeah. I want that retracted. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> she's weird. <laughs> no, I get it. It was touching until you said it like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. And then yeah. Dave was crying, yeah. and then he's yeah. like, uh-uh. <laughs> That's incredible. Unless he's like, I, I don't like my kid's father-in-law. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Dave. Same question. Houses on fire. I thought of all the practical things like I have a safe with important documents, but honestly, I think I would grab, we have this big Rubbermaid tub with photo albums and pictures from when my kids were young and when my wife and I were first married, all that sort of thing. I think I'd grab that. Leslie? Tub O pictures with tub. the memory sticks of the scan pictures because really... You can buy everything else. But okay, you can't but that get those just back. gives me so much guilt because I just look at those tubs and think you were supposed to scrapbook those. Yeah. And so yeah. it would be like taking a piece of guilt with me. Well, luckily I've sent them off oh. and handed out the memory Here's you two standing in, out in the road in front of your burning house. You two have a giant Rubbermaid tub, and Heidi's got a picture of her father <laughs> under her arm <laughs> texting her. <laughs> right? Is that okay? Somebody run in and get the rest. Heidi, don't feel guilt about the scrapbooks, really. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just gave them all to my kids. Oh, no. There you go. Marry it's someone a, who scrapbooks. My wife said the same thing. I'm like, we haven't looked at those pictures in two decades. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you got to get them, right? Okay. Leslie. If you could travel back in time to one day in your life, would you go back to relive a great day or to fix a bad day? I would go back to just enjoy 
a day when my kids were little and they were magic. And those days that I could just look at their faces and just drink in the wonderfulness and the cuteness and just do it all over again. And, and the happy thing is I wouldn't do anything different. I would just be there and enjoy it again. Awesome. I need to go home and talk to my kids. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll just take a pass on that now. <laughs> she just I know. made it I impossible just, for the I rest of us to answer that. I just want to a day with my father. <laughs> and look at his picture. <laughs> Back and forth. Relive a day with my father. <laughs> Heidi, really though, is that your answer? <laughs> That's my final answer. No. The universe is judging you. Okay. I don't know. You know what? I think I would go back. I think, I hope that I enjoyed a time in my life when I was teaching sixth grade on this fantastic team at Morgan Elementary. And I think I'd just go back to one of those days and just really, I hope I enjoyed it. Dave, have you rethought your answer? <laughs> well, a few times now. Um, now, I think I would, I would definitely not go back and fix a mistake. I think those are too valuable, right? Hopefully, I learned from whatever that mistake would have been that day and, and corrected that. But, so I think I would just go back and relive a good day, whatever that day would have been. I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head that stands out right now. But I think that's what I would do is just relive one of those good days. Awesome. I keep thinking about the same thing. If I, if, I, if I would go back, I wouldn't want to fix anything, but would I just go back and make sure I still screwed it up? Would I go back and just <laughs> make sure I, I get that wrong again? Right. Okay. Now, the, the, the last two questions on this portion are get, kind of get at what we're trying to do with Lead in Davis and in general as educators. And I, I would like you to be brief, you know, a sentence or a word, you know, something like that. Probably a word probably won't cut it, but so Dave... What would you change about public education? Like I have a magic wand and I can just change yep. it. Okay. I think that I would, I feel like we're headed as far as the way our profession is viewed by the public. I sort of feel like we're at this crossroads right now where we're not trusted or respected the way we used to be. And I don't know where that stems from exactly. I mean, I've got some... Uh, ideas and thoughts, but that's probably a different question. But I, I think I would try to change our public perception. I think we're, we're headed in the wrong direction in that way right now. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'll just piggyback off that. I was just going to say the perception of what we're trying to do. Leslie? When I came into education, so I was a stay-at-home mother before, and I lived in a neighborhood where most of the mothers homeschooled their kids. And they had this great advantage of not waiting for other kids, not having to deal with discipline problems. And the kids were learning what they were interested in on their own level with their own pacing. And I just, as an educator, I just really tried to bring that into my classroom, that you love being here. You're not waiting for other kids to line up for lunch. You are engaged in what you're doing. Everything is cross-curricular. You don't think you're learning. You're just having fun. And we're not wasting time. We are learning. This is the most rich, happy environment you can be in. And you love being here. And I love being here. And every day should be like that for kids. Thank you. Final question in this section. And we'll start with you, Leslie. And again, keep in mind, we're talking about Lead and Davis. We're talking about a program. And to a degree, I'll say, forgive the question. What would you change about yourself? 
I would be more introspective. As I was kind of thinking about this podcast, I went back and led, read through all my notes from Reed and Dave, in Lead in Davis, and I actually got more from my notes than I got from the syllabus because I tried to really personalize what I was learning and apply it to me. And um, what was the question? <laughs> what would you change about yourself? <laughs> what would I change about myself? Yeah, I'd be more introspective because I really think I've, I've experienced a lot of things that if I just took a minute to stop and think about it, I can say that is something I never want to do again, and this is why. Or, wow, if I could have just let people lead in that situation instead of telling them what to do, we would be in a totally different place, and I would capitalize on those people around me and their talents and bring out their greatness so that school could be a greater place. I really feel like if I could just stop and go back and, and journal from my day one, then I would be in a different place and I would have a different impact. And I want to do that going forward. Awesome. Heidi? Um, when I was watching the Olympics, I watched a thing about Sean White and it said, it was talking about how he revolutionized the sport. And what he did was he created this huge foam pit that as he practiced, he would fall into the foam pit. And so he knew that if he fell, he wouldn't fail. And I thought that was so interesting. And so that gave him the desire and the ability to go higher and higher and higher on his jumps because he didn't worry about, he said he got so sick of breaking every bone every time he fell that he quit going so high. And I thought, if I gave up the fear of failure, what could I achieve? Because in my introspection, I know that I have a great fear of failing, failing myself, failing someone else. But if I gave that up and didn't have that, where would that lead me? Dave? I think what I would change for myself as I look through my little web that we created when we answered a questionnaire, mm -hmm. and I kind of piggyback off of what, what Leslie said, is that ability to introspect and reflect. I feel like I get so busy in, you know, dealing with discipline and documentation and all these things that I don't get, well, I don't shouldn't say I don't get the time. I don't make the time I should to reflect on how to maybe improve some of those processes, make myself more effective so that the next time I'm doing it, I, it doesn't take as much time, right? It doesn't take the whole day to document this one incident or whatever. And so that's what I've been thinking about and what Leadon Davis has made me think about and realize about myself. And I've enlisted the help of my wife, who was more than happy to tell me some of those. What you needed uh, to agree up with some of those flaws, <laughs> and uh, and she so she's been helpful in that. I I make her sound like a bad guy. She's not. She's fabulous. <laughs> she's fantastic. She's fantastic. And you know when I mentioned it, she was like, "We should work on that," because <laughs> she recognizes that as well. So she helps me when I get home. She'll say, "You know, show we've got this little." thing that we do where we go through some questions and how was your day and you know that sort of thing so helps me reflect a little bit so are they questions like these questions when you come home from work honey if the house was on fire they they aren't quite that deep <laughs> it's not a complete soul reveal. Right. It's, it's just just, a just just the day and partial I wanna, reveal i want to piggyback 
off of that because I, I really learned in Leighton Davis to really identify who those people are who see things from a different perspective and reflect with them because you sitting in your office reflecting on how great you did is one. <laughs> yeah, or, or how terrible I was did. amazing. Today. And there's that yeah. teacher who says, you probably don't want to hear me say this, but you go to that person and say, what do you think? Yep. And, and you're going to your wife, I think, reflection and introspection needs to be done with people from different vantage points. That's good. If you have a good intern as a principal, that would be very helpful. And as an intern, it's really important to do that with your principal because they're up there working their guts out at faculty meeting, trying to make it great. And it's important to talk with them after and say, hey, this is what went really well. What do you feel like you want to do again? Okay. This is the final question. This is the put a lid on it question. And you guys have spent good time together. You guys have had great answers, and I've, I've, learned, I've learned at your feet a little bit today. I appreciate uh, your input. The, the final question, and I hope we can talk about this a little bit. What, and, and again, let me, let me introduce this a little. This is very similar to question nine, but it's not the magic wand question about how you change public education. The question is, what are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? You know, what does the work look like? And I'll throw that to the group. Well, without the magic wand, what I feel like I can change is how we deal with students' gaps in learning, right? The last couple years have been unique and challenging, and you can see how it has sort of exacerbated the gap in learning for certain demographic populations of, of our students. And really digging into the data to see who that's affected the most. For example, I, I'm just thinking of a, I've got a group of first graders who didn't go to kindergarten. They just didn't go because parents felt, you know, unsafe, you know, with the pandemic or whatever variety of reasons they may have not have attended. And so they showed up to first grade with no kindergarten experience and no, no preschool experience from the year before. You know, our expectation of what a first grader can do, what they can do coming into first grade, what they already know, uh, obviously didn't apply to them. And so uh, how do we close those gaps? I mean, that it's, it's going to be the question that we ask ourselves for a decade because of this, right? Like, how do we close the gaps for these kids? I don't think you can do that at all without first building a relationship with those kids, with those families, with the, the parents especially. You know, some of them have skyrocketed, right? Uh, while others, you know, in some cases have floundered. And so it, it's always on my mind, how do, I, how do I help those kids? So, I think to go along with that, just the relationship piece, I can always build a relationship no matter what. No matter if we're in a pandemic or not in a pandemic, I can always build a relationship with a family, with a student, with a teacher, with a reading aid. And I think, I think on Monday morning, if I come in every day and I'm happy to be there and they know I'm happy to be there and I'm having a great time, it changes things. If it's great to be there, today I did a dance. So at Odyssey, that's all windows in the office. So Brian was in a Zoom call and our secretary was in a Zoom call. So I just went down the hallway doing a dance and it, it was really fun. And all of a sudden, it wasn't so hard. And we were laughing and having a good time. And just building those relationships and taking time to know people and letting people know that you love what you do. 
And to go along with that, I really feel like the last thing we addressed in Lead in Davis was duty to develop. And, you know, we want to have those great relationships, but what is the end result of that relationship? It's it's helping every teacher be a leader in the school, in their classroom, and every child to feel like they're a leader. They have power to make a difference, to say, not here, not now, to make a difference where they are. To Every IA has the power to interact with the child and bring out the best in them. And as a leader, that's not to have every answer it's to find what they know and help them to develop in the direction they need to go, whether that's a teacher or an, an instructional assistant or a child or a parent, to take what they have that's good and help them take the next step into greatness. Awesome. Well, thank you. Amazing people, amazing time to be able to spend with you and, and to listen to you and, and to reflect on our experience with, with Lee and Davis and some of the things that we've learned this is the, the Lead in Davis podcast, and I want to thank my guests, Dave Thal, Leslie Bertram, and Heidi Short, incredible people. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Great.